Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Sue Rose Minahan with Talk Cosmos, and very glad to greet you all. This begins the Cancer Archetype. We'll have five weeks. It's a very momentous time. It begins a whole other section of the horoscope. It's actually right at the root. It's a water sign. It's a cardinal sign. It's action. But it all relates closely to the self, your emotional roots, your foundation, your home, your security, what you find processing as a, I mean, how you find processing as in, in a safe environment. Water wants to be held. It wants, in other words, it wants a vessel. The very fact that the moon rules cancer relates to the sun and the moon because of the tides bodies have the same relationship to the earth of water and matter, about two-thirds to one-third, 70%. And so the tides, the gravitational pull between the moon and the sun, affect us with our bodies. That was the very first realization that I had in my 20s that, hey, astrology, yes, it does work. There's some relationship. And, of course, the cycles continue. And the moon relates to cycles. It's the closest planet that we know, of course, and we see it in day and night. And it, it has much um, that we relate to. And, and I think I've covered quite a bit. So the fact is I have a wonderful speaker tonight. Liz Mouchette was unable to come. She'll be coming on the 14th. However, I have Amanda Pierce from Seattle, an astrologer who has a website, Amanda Moon Net, and she's on the local board of Washington State Astrology Association that we meet during the nine months other than the summer. And she also does energy work focused on shifting old patterns, which event, which essentially really relates to tonight because we are speaking about cancer. So we have many subjects that we will cover, and I will begin by saying, hi, Amanda. Well, hi, Sue Rose. <laughs> I am excited to be here. Oh, it's a real pleasure. I'm so glad you were able to make it, and it'll be a great exchange because I, wherever we begin with cancer, it is such an emotional process. Just conceiving the processing, the personal foundations of our childhood and how we attach, what we make meaningful. And we are a country that is a Cancerian country. So on some level, we all have a moon, we all have a mother, and as citizens here in this country, we, or as participating people with this country, we're under that umbrella of a Cancerian emphasis. Would, in speaking of this, about the security, I know that we were talking about the layers of security 
and you were talking about the emotional, about the language of our body. Well, the emotions, um, this is really where I see cancer's greatest strength is it has that ability to connect into the emotions um, with much more clarity than any other archetype. And it's really through connecting with our emotions that we're able to evolve and make shifts. We Mm. have to know what we're feeling in order to really make, to shift patterns. You have struck the primal chord that is totally correct in every essence. One begins to think that the mind has the control. And in fact, which we were discussing, Mercury, the closest to the sun, is in Cancer. It doesn't go that far from where the sun is, and it happens to be in Cancer right now. So our thought process is relating to our emotions. But the fact is, is that who are we? That feeling that is so important that really drives the experience that motivates why we may think things. Yeah, and it's so often that we allow the um, our mental capacity to control things and and just rely on the mental when really that's it's an amazing um gift to have the that mental ability but it's not it shouldn't really be running the show and our society kind of focuses on that and by allowing the mental to run the show you're kind of out of body in a way fragmented yeah and so getting back to your emotions, to how you feel, uh, really helps you connect to, I guess, everything, really. It's, it's, it's true. It's your whole history. It's integrated, really yeah. integrated, and that's the goal. In fact, I keep remembering, it's so interesting, that we, as the United States, had these, our, our famous horse races, and here for the first, you know, it's not very often that one horse wins all three crowns, and it, what was the name? justify it's like people justifying so many things I, it's rather ironic I, I could it is it does usher laughter except that at the moment there are so many serious things happening in the nation it's a very um, deep time of true connection with how people it stirs what people are really feeling about because the moon that, that's another factor dimension is that the moon revolves in its orbit around the Earth, of course, and it stays only two and a half days in a sign. So meaning that anything moon-based fluctuates frequently because of the changing alterations. And and that's one of the... um, One of the stigmas of cancer is that it's moody, Mm. right? I mean, the, our moods change constantly, and there is this—it's it's a gift, but, but also a challenge to be really connected into your emotions because sometimes you'll have emotions about things that maybe don't relate to the exact situation that you're feeling them about. And so having such connection to the emotions really means um, needing to kind of parse them out and get clarity on, on where they're coming from so that you're not so— Moody, I guess. Well, it's true because it's a different medium. You know, the mind, can, it's less dense. 
you know, you can think, 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 get your little dots connected and everything and brainstorm. But really when it comes to that resistance possibly because of associations that we have, I mean, me, uh, the meaningfulness that we attach to all kinds of sentimental things on the good side, and then there's the darker, unfortunate side because we emotions run the gamut. That's like, you know, the happy face, the sad face of theater in the next uh, for Leo. I mean, I, and, and as I speak, I know not everybody is astrologers, but I am relating the fact that there's neighbor um, archetypes. So, but anyway, so in other words, with the sad. To, to process, because that, again, drives it back. This personal processing, it takes its own cycle, um, can be, like you say, a very deep, because it, it water, it saturates into our whole self. Yeah, and there's this, we want to feel secure. That's, the, that's part of cancer, is looking for security. And... If we aren't able to find it through our own emotional body, we're going to look outwards. Cancer's a yin sign, but it's, it's often searching externally for that security. It's like the crab. It's that ooey-gooey crab that's inside of a, a hard shell looking for the shell to kind of bring it security when really true security is going to come from within. Yes, and... The word external is very interesting because I, there is that polarity, which is the Capricorn, which I think you're referring to also, which is the opposite sign, which does have structure. Um, but the whole idea of the Cancerian experience is the um, is not is is processing on the internal, so it's away from the external. So it is that interesting dialogue to, to be reaching out yet for that structure to, to find some reference. Yeah, and, and when you actually do go within and start doing the internal work, working on the emotional body, it strengthens the other archetypes that are connected. So it strengthens that Capricorn archetype of, of keeping strong boundaries for yourself so that you're not needing to put on a hard shell because that can often be how Capricorn or how cancer manifests, is, yes, it can be soft and warm and cuddly and nurturing, but it can also just be very closed off and very have a hard shell, a hard edge to itself. Yeah, for protection. Yeah. Yeah, because it is so deep, and it needs that support system. It's a, um, It feels so much. Yes, it, it, exactly. I think for mental considerations, for people, I mean, we all have our different emphasis, but it takes a real study for connecting to yourself to realize really the, the, the depth of emotions. It's, um, it's a lot to take on um, cancer in your chart. I mean, mm -hmm. you, it's just emotions can be so intense, and it's not really something that... Our culture as a whole values. I mean, we we have a Cancer Sun, and we actually have Venus in Cancer. We have Jupiter in Cancer. We have Mercury in Cancer in our chart. So we've got a lot of Cancer in, in the talking about the U.S. chart yes, here. Yes, yes, I like it. But all of that Cancer is ruled by an Aquarius Moon, mm. and so Aquarius does not want to feel at all. 
No, it, it's just the opposite. It does distance. It needs that objectivity, which yeah. in a sense, when you're so embraced or engulfed in an emotional experience, there's times when everything just stops. There, There is no uh, m- mental, uh, I keep worrying, thinking of the word diagnosis. There's no way to, 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 to ra- you know, rationalize something. And, but, and that's where the gift of Aquarius comes in. But yet it can look at it too objectively you know, without cutting out the heart. I mean, without, with cutting out the heart. Of yeah, just compassion. completely disconnecting from the emotional, not even recognizing that it's there. Yeah. Which really. is possibly why we're in this potential situation now. I mean, to, to be a, to address it, we not only, okay, I will preface this by saying we just had the solstice, which is when the sun stops. That's what solstice actually refers to. And it's the time when the balance of light on earth in the northern hemisphere is the greatest and then it begins to swing back uh, to the winter solstice when the light in the northern hemisphere is the least and just the opposite in the south i mean that's the the story of our globe and uh, at so the solstice is a very potent time it also regulates the the icy the the the, the root of the cusp of, and I'm speaking astrology language for those that are not aware, there's some of you in the audience, as well as very astute, um, knowledgeable astrologers, which I'm glad to embrace. But the fact is, is that it is a very crucial time. It aligns, it's an alignment for the entire chart. And it goes into that deepest, most private, darkest time within. So at this point, with the Cancerian sun and after the solstice and in this month of cancer that embraces not only our moon for each of us, but also the sun for the country, you know, the f- just recognizing that we're in a very um, amazing historical time where we are realizing that there's been maybe detached decisions about mothers and their families that are being detained, you know, the immigrant problem that, I wouldn't say problem, but reality that one of the things that nationally we continue to want to resolve, um, which goes back to however one thinks about this. And again, I'm, this program is objective. We look at subjects, but we bring them in just to, to realize that that's part of our consciousness. But the reality is, is that it does trigger our own emotions, and really that it re- I am reminded just through our conversation that cancer, one of the archetypes of cancer is because it's personal and it's family and protection to, 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 to make that family, even with our moon, well, it's a dilemma between the tribal, this is ours and this is only ours, with that moon that it rules saying, yes, but we're doing the betterment for the group. Yeah, so it's it's very timely that this um, this immigration issue and the separation of families is coming up right now with Mercury in the sky transiting through Capricorn, or I'm sorry, through Cancer. Right. So it's all we're all thinking about family dynamics. Um, we're communicating about these family issues, and it's it's near and dear to the country's soul. This 
this cancer quality and, and the family. And there can be that sense of nationalism associated with cancer and kind of just take care of take care of the family and and everyone else can kind of take care of themselves we're not going to touch them um and and that's their deal so it's and in, in that way that it's kind of that cancer putting on that hard shell that cancer does where it's it's protecting itself and it's all it can do right now and really we do collectively there's just a lot of a lot of um challenges going on energetically i mean it's a it's a challenging time to be alive and so to see this kind of quality of cancer come up is not that surprising not that it's um Something well, that I personally would like to see continue. No, well, it is timely, and I think what we're looking at is the fact that it it goes back to the Cancerian soul. I mean, it, it, it well, that's why bringing it up is a reminder for all of us to realize what are our emotional ruts. What, ch- because it relates to your childhood. It relates to those um, emotions that we associate with in life and perhaps and the great thing about cancer that can help us out eventually is that we can change the story we make our life stories through our cancerian moon attachments and we have control over that now it's not an easy thing it's not like just clicking i often refer to clicking the old tv to a new station but the fact is is that we have that ability like you're saying if you can really root down into your own feelings. And with the moon right, with Mercury right now, it is assisting us to realize that we can talk, we can, there's a dialogue, different tools to work it through. But it really is asking, because this is not, we're touching on it now, but I think it's pretty evident that astrology-wise, this is lasting. And I think even without astrology, people would realize that this is not, it has been lasting. And um, and so it, my thinking is, is in order to, f- emotions do connect with one's feelings, with one's values, and one's ethics. I mean, if you look at the polarity across, it is Saturn. And right now, of course, we have, it's a, it's a time, time to recognize. A- and a time, I think, to, to, to help alleviate is, is to embrace family and to really recognize what are the true values. It's not all like the Capricornian sense of measurement of status and, and some value that's associated with external purpose. It really is that internal self. Yeah, and what feels good. Yes, and what makes you laugh and love. Yeah, it's not all about the money Yeah, or the status. Taru. Yeah, and I, I think that you you were talking about stories and shifting stories, and oftentimes the water signs can fall into victimhood because they are so they're they're much more connected with their emotions, and so they can be much more hurt easily. Oh, it's personal. That's yeah. true. It's yeah, very big with cancer. Cancer is very personal, and so if we can shift our stories from um, being a victim to 
in some way taking responsibility for where we're at at this time. Because it is cardinal. That's right. It is action. Yeah. And so and that brings in the the Capricorn taking responsibility aspect because they are on the same continuum and that and doing that helps strengthen the both archetypes. And to realize with that polarity that there are goals, there are steps that one can take to achieve this. And in fact, that reminds me of the whole horoscope, looking at the, the angles, because we're at the angle now, that there's, they're all cardinal. We are in a cardinal sign. This is cardinal energy, and cardinal is action. It's how do we take the action? So as you're saying, if we're going to take the deep down within ourselves, who are we? Who is our nation? Who is self? Because essentially we're talking about self here is on this com- um, program. Um, I'm not a political show, but I, we are astrological archetypes, and the archetypes, to remind people, does involve the sign, the planet, the house, and in this case, the crab, because we're talking about cancer and the moon in the fourth house. And so looking at the polarity of structure, because cancer really is that internal rhythm, your own rhythm. But you can get some guidelines from the external to realize, okay, if we're going to do action, let's get a few steps here. It may take us longer. It may not be immediate, but at least we have a, a guideline, right? We're not just washing around on the tide like a crab within the rocks. Yeah, and um, Capricorn is does rule ambition. So it's even if it takes a little bit of while, a little bit of time, it's it's mm. only a matter of time before it achieves it achieves its goals. Yes, as long as you keep that direction. Mm-hmm. And looking at the at the squares on the side and the squares for you is 90 degrees and that's action also. It's a it's a, a it's it's not the easy energy if you if you think of the corner of a room, the water goes rushing in there and sort of burbles up, but yet something gets resolved. And so if you look at the opening square, which is Libra on the right-hand side of others, then there's strength in that to, with Venus, to consider our values and of love. It, it, It reinforces. Well, I think that also with cancer, what I wanted to say is that it's so nurturing and it's it's so good at nurturing others. And when it, it starts to learn to nurture itself, then it's really feeding itself. Um, and when you're strengthening that cancer archetype, uh, you're also strengthening the other archetypes that are, are connected to it. So the Capricorn mm-hmm. and the Libra and your, your relationships get um, a little more balanced when you know how to nurture yourself. Because it's, it's that the cancer archetype is so connected with the mother. And it's so often that you see mothers in this world running around taking care of everybody else and not taking care of themselves. And that's what's modeled for us. And so we all, in some way, kind of carry that forward. Uh, that's what we've seen. That's what we know about mothers. And so it's important to remember that we all need to nurture ourselves first before we can really truly nurture others. And when you're doing that, you're holding strong boundaries, Capricorn, for yourself. You are Aries is the other cardinal sign. You're, put, you're able to put yourself first. It's very me first. 
that's an appropriate Aries quality. And then Libra on the other side, your relationships become more balanced because you're not doing too much, sacrificing too much. I love this point. You really bring it home. That's true. In fact, it reminds me of the airplane. You know, they listen to that every time and they say, if you lose oxygen, put it on your own face first, then help the child. Yes, <laughs> just exactly. like, oh dear, really? <laughs> but it's yeah. so true. If only we, all, we listen to that more often. Yes, You know, absolutely. in our real life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the mother. Motherhood is truly significant. It is our first relationship. And, and the depth of a mother. You only have one mother, right? I mean, truly, she birthed you. And there is that significance of that training, that first, like you're teething on that relationship, (laughs) which I think any mother realizes because kids act out, right? But where else do they have to act out with? So uh, it's it's so personal. It's our one and only connection. And there's a whole gamut of how mothers, um, because they're people, you know, but how they relate. Well, you know, maybe, do you have a quick comment on that? Because in a couple of minutes, we're going to have to take a break. You already did. I'm just checking. Yeah. Um, no, I think I'm good on the, the mothering part at this time. Yeah, good. Well, then I will remind our audience that you're listening to 1150 KKNW. We're based in Seattle. You, if you're not in Seattle, which many astrologers aren't, it's online.com. And it's also, there's an app. If you have an iPhone, it's KKNWAM. And we will be accepting calls in a few minutes for about 15 minutes. And you can call if you have an experience about yourself, motherhood, However it relates, or if you have an astrology question, we can look at that for a few minutes, too. So that number that you will be calling in Seattle is 888-298-5569. And thank you so much. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. Hi, this is Petra Touchert of Petra Touchert Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Hi again, everybody. Talk Cosmos, here we are with Amanda Pierce. From Seattle, astrologer and Sue Rose Minahan. And that number, if you have a pen or something, is 888. That's simple. And then it's 298 5569. Well, we'd be glad to talk with you. Otherwise, Amanda and I are going to follow through. 
and talk about cancer. This is the archetype of cancer. It's the first of five Saturdays, but there's going to be many different aspects of it. But we're covering pretty much the basis, trying to discuss the fact that cancer is water. It's our emotions. It's processing. And, you know, there's either two emotions, as it reminded me, is fear or love. So that's something to consider as we go through these times when our sun is radiating this Cancerian energy. It's all energy. Energy never gets destroyed. It just transforms. And it's symbolic, although it's our experience. Cancer, as we have discussed, is very visceral. Our bodies are affected, so let's, we're trying to integrate that mind, body, soul, be that whole person. And Amanda just brought up a good point while we were taking our short little break. Oh, yeah. So one of the aspects of how we nurture ourselves is often with food. And cancer is very connected to food. Um, cancer and Taurus are both the, the kind of food signs. And cancer just loves to feed other people. It is kind of that, <laughs> that mothering quality of feeding people. Nurture. And um, yeah, it's that nurturing. And so often can be connected to emotional eating. Um, and which I don't know that I've known anybody who hasn't had some emotional eating go on in their life. Um, and kind of trying to find that control externally a little bit, how to soothe the emotions. It's that soothing that you got from your mother as a child. And I mean, even babies are soothed by oh, yes. breastfeeding or hopefully. Or, yeah, or <laughs> ideally. Or sucking on a, a binky. It's that yeah. tactile oral. Um, oral stimulation that simulates eating. So food is, is often so connected to our emotions and um one of those ways that we're kind of looking externally to control our environment. It really does hit to the core because think about the fast food and there's so many. And then again, it's like, oh, I grew up on this. You know, like it, Yeah, it's our history and it's our, it's our family. I mean, it's how it, we have so much nostalgia. That's another cancer word, nostalgia. Um, Thinking the past, of, yes. Thinking the about past. the past and what and and the good times and what it brings to us. So because that closeness, that support, all of these words too really connote the depth of the, the archetype in this fourth house where you've you've created the self and now you have the self still underneath the horizon, but it's that family now, that unit that in the mother. Yeah. So Thanksgiving and. It, our stories, and again, I'll throw out a political thing, although I want to rip back into our apple pie conversation. <laughs> and that is, is that, you know, our stories as a country, we, Thanksgiving is like the very basis, of course. And how does that story go along? It's with our, with the turkey and the, all the food products. But really the first Thanksgiving was when the, Indian tribe actually saved the pilgrims from starvation by bringing out corn and bringing out food, and they all sat at that table together. So it's that type of changing our truthful story. And think about 
Thanksgiving dinner how often people fight for the traditional stuff. Like, I want it this way because this is how (laughs) mom made it when I was a kid. Like, it really roots us back to our childhood. And it's almost a way of recreating that that innocence and that sense of safety. Well, there is a beauty. I I was just thinking about cranberries. It (laughs) seems like one of the big things is, do you make cranberries with the whole cranberries or do you... Make them like all jelloey or, you know, without any other crunchy. And then if you add things into it, oh, my gosh, that's a big deal, too. And et cetera, et cetera, and the stuffing. But really, like I was just yesterday speaking with one of my sisters. I have two sisters. And she was remembering about the musicals that we grew up with as children because she was going, she has grandchildren, and she wanted to introduce that with her grandchildren. And in talking with her, it was really a beautiful time where I suddenly was right there in my childhood at nine years old, listening to these musicals. And so I can, as you're talking about Thanksgiving, which I often poo-poo, I must say, um, that's me personally. But I, I, on the other hand, it, it, there's, there's purpose to reconnect us with our, our foundation. Yeah, absolutely. And our our history and our our lineage in a way. I mean, recipes are often handed down. It really is connecting mm. with that that uh, the family, and and that's one of those big connections between Cancer and Capricorn. Is they're both yeah. very traditional. Which another joke comes to mind, and that's like, well, you have to snip off the ends of the turkey, regardless. And finally, someone says, well, why do you have to snip off the ends of the turkey to get it in the pan? They say, well, because mom did it. Well, because their mom and their mom. Finally, it was like, well, the turkey was too big to fit in the pan, right? And so these traditions. So that's, again, back to the story of trying to really figure out. And that's our job. Sometimes you have to mourn it. You know, it is the ending. It's the actual ending. They call death. The water signs all seem to have this, not seem, but have this relationship with death in some fashion. The eighth house is death. But usually, many times it can be the spiritual death of, uh, well, it's a death. And the 12th house, which is a water sign of Pisces, the 8th is Scorpio, the 12th is Pisces, is also the endings. You know, the end of the chart culminates everything, and then you begin with the new seed. It's kind of the return to source. Yes, thank you. But the 4th house, our root, is really the endings and beginnings. And that's where... um, we get this. So it can be very, really digging down to what is our fundamental basis is, as you said earlier, a lot easier, a lot more difficult than us. I don't, and I don't generally think about the fourth house being connected to death. Not that it's not looked at that way, but I'm wondering, is it kind of like the end of childhood in a way? Well, it hasn't been said that way that I am aware of, but it is again and again referred to as the, maybe because if you just look at the light, it is the darkest moment. Mm -hmm. That is when it is the darkest moment. So I often go back to how the light reflects in the the horoscope because that has a basis, like you have the equinoxes that are equal and equal light of the self and the relationships. Ideally, that relationship has an equality basis. And then the, the MC and the IC, which has the solstices, which is the 10th and the 4th house cusp, is this child of the 4th. 
and the parent of the tenth. Mm. And it's that kind of, not kind of, but it is that mentoring or that role of of, of being, because we're always the inner child. Yeah, the, and you talked about the darkness of mm. the fourth house. I mean, if you have the, in your birth chart, if you have the sun in the fourth house, it generally means that you are born somewhere around midnight. So it's really, it is very dark at that time. And there is a sense of, in the fourth house, of needing to go within, needing to find that deep yin quality that is kind of the darkness, not, and I don't mean darkness as evil. No, no, no. But just yin is dark. And Yin is kind of going within and finding that um, that deep internal place of stillness. Yeah. And they often say that within the dark is light. So this is all on a spiritual basis, but truly any spiritual thought, and we are essentially spiritual entities, in my thinking of evolutionary astrology, because it's soul growth, incarnated as spirits, into form you know energy never gets destroyed it always just reforms that that is an integration it's our basis so any of these practices asks of a person to source within to find that strength so it from i mean that's supportive of that stillness that you yeah and and finding that finding that deep stillness within is so kind of nurturing to our souls given how kind of chaotic the world is right now and we're all on our cell phones we're all surrounded by technology constantly and it's just good to kind of touch base uh, with a much more visceral experience of who we are and doing that can be very can really help um, ground you and and kind of root you in. That's what the fourth is about. It's that that part where you grow your roots down, like a taproot. Yeah, down into the down into the ground. And the more nurturing you can give yourself, the deeper those roots can go, and the more stable the portion of of you that is above ground will be. When you think about a tree, and and how strong its root structure is, I mean, a sequoia is not going down in the wind you know it's very lovely to put because people keep hearing be grounded well it is it's, it's that 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 reference within yourself that goes down that's true and I was thinking about water water is very mobile water we have two kinds of water we have salt water and we have fresh water water goes up in the air there's steam you know fire heat changes the dynamics of water from the liquid to the droplets in the air. Um, it's, you know, looking always at the, the physical representation in order to understand the dynamics, too. And water's, we're always looking to contain water. Mm. Like, let's put some limits around it. Um and I wonder just what would happen if we weren't trying to do that. Yeah, swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know my husband even will mention, well, people could live under the water. He's, he's a Cancerian. I, I surround myself with Cancerians, I think. And um, he thinks 
that would be wonderful. As an air person, I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's no air down there. But then I have to stop and think to myself, well, there are other people in this world that have different thinkings. And that's what we're talking about now is to understand through astrology an idea of these, because we have a little bit of everything in us. And uh, so your question or your thought of, like, what if we were to just go within water? And that's why people go swimming or they go boating. Or yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess emotional containment isn't necessarily a horrible thing. I mean, uh, <laughs> we don't want to be blabbing our emotions everywhere. But yet then again, in order to really be in touch with them, we have to process them. And I think that does get back to Mercury and Cancer right now. That in we earlier discussion just between us that that it is, and looking at that horse, justify, it's so easy to rationalize, justify, just skip over some integral way that we're feeling because it's, maybe it's not accepted or it's, it brings up issues that are uncomfortable to talk about or, or, or a lot of questions. And, it, and mercury and cancer can sometimes become, um, the thinking can be wrapped up with the emotions. So it's, and the thinking can be swayed by the emotions. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just a, something to, to kind of be aware of is where is my, where's my thinking process? And is it, um, am I being clear thought-wise? Am I clearing it of the emotions? The ramifications. And that reminds me to look at the, polarization, which is one axis because there's consequences. There's ethics. Saturn it doesn't fool around. I mean, Saturn represents man-made laws, but also higher laws. And what goes around comes around, as one saying has been, but it's very effective. And so if, if um, yeah, realizing of, of one's actions and consequences, things have consequences. And, and, Sue, I'm curious where you have cancer in your chart. Well, this is very interesting. Okay. First of all, I have the moon in the first house. Now, that's not directly answering, but it's the archetype. Mm-hmm. And it's conjunct my south node. So it is quite so you have the common. So you have the cancer planet in your first house. I do. Of identity. I do. Mm-hmm. And actually, Neptune's conjunct that, so it expands it. You know, well, it's yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of moon, which yeah. does. Because I don't, per se, have any planets in a water, in cancer. However, let's see, looking at my chart, cancer is therefore in my uh, 11th. It rules because I have 29 degrees Virgo. So it would be, it's my 11th house, which most of that planet for you people that are not astrologers is ruled by Leo. But yet I have that uh, polarity business. I don't know about polarity. In a sense it is but constantly combining a lot of factors. So in my 11th house, it's ruled by... So I like to think of groups as, 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 as family members. Yeah. <laughs> I and, love it. And you're, you're, um, yeah, you're kind of doing the finding nurturing through the groups. And, I mean, this yeah. show is kind of a, a, an 11th house. Definitely. Yeah, it is. It's really... It's taught me a lot, and I began this in order to learn a lot. So it's been really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, moon's important. So do you find that you're, do you have anything in 
cancer, would it be significant or how would you relate? So my chart is mainly air and fire, um, but I have cancer on my IC. So that's cancer moving into the fourth house. Mm, It's on an angle. I have my son in the fourth house uh, and I have Saturn in the fourth house. And Saturn is our reality structure. So my reality is very Cancerian. Um, and so I do consider myself a, a, a very, someone that's, that's been very emotional. And generally, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't look at my chart and see that, especially because I have an Aquarius moon. Yes, I understand. Yeah. I, I, too, I've had to, and over the years that we've talked, we've really dealt with the ideas of feelings and emotions a lot just to look at them because we are more objective in a certain way. But the fact is, and I think that's really a wonderful question that you brought up and that we can signify to people because the fact is we all are emotional. And it's just how we deal with those emotions that's so important to, for, our own, for our own benefit because they're there to guide us. They're there to really give us a, 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 a framework of, of because it's, it's how we personalize our life how, so that we can have a life. Yeah, and we're and everyone has cancer in their charts. The, Somewhere the archetype of cancer in their charts, yes. And so that's looking in that area or looking at those planets. It's um, you're looking at where where can I nurture myself more, and where do I have that capacity to nurture myself and then nurture others? Yeah, yeah. And why am I in, in my case? I think sometimes. Well, that's why I'm um, analyzing all these things. It's because I'm analyzing the emotions. So. You know, so somehow or else one figures it out. And as one grows older, one realizes to process, to really identify, grab onto it, and go through it because that's how you grow. And that's another factor of, of the moon. The moon is that cycle. You know, it starts off as a new moon. It has eight or 12 cycles. It, we know automatically it has a, a new moon and a full moon. The full moon is lit all lit and it has the quarter moons the first and the last and then it has the crescents and the other denominators that are called in astrology and have their significance but but it's growth we need to grow yeah and each month we kind of go through this moon process we go from the new moon which is kind of the seed and then we go to the full which is like the full awareness of it and then all the way back to the new and so each each month we're kind of going through this new emotional cycle that's just really under the surface for the most mm-hmm. part but that's there to kind of help us evolve on our process it is it gets in touch with all kinds of other because it's such a fast-moving planet it gets in touch with many many areas of our chart so it gives us another chance this adage that well you always get a second chance and that history repeats itself it's very true on an astrological basis it's not absolute i mean there's references there's a a recognition of a of a new process of that phase phase phases and i think that's what the moon has to teach us is that life is a phase it is a development yes absolutely and a lot of um a lot of emotional development i mean that's that's really where we grow yeah and not to you had brought that up before about our society, which has evolved into a wonderful opportunity. We still have our constitution. We still have our 
you know, we have our Constitution. But the fact is, is that, um, what was I saying, Amanda, about opportunity? Oh, um, well, I was just mentioning about growth and how, and really the emotional growth is, is kind of where we really have, through the emotions is where we have that capacity to grow. Yes, you're going somewhere with that, with the country or with society. I know, and I keep. I, I should just stop talking about that because it stops the brain, and then maybe that's where the emotions come up, right? It's like, oi! It's good to laugh. Yeah, about something, the humanness of being. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and 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 in addition to the monthly moon cycles, we also have in our chart the progressed moon, which is important it's important and it kind of shows the the way that the moon has is shifting and growing through the years for you and where you're at with that growth process now for you out there that don't know this you don't need to know the details just like electricity works and we don't (laughs) need to know how but there is a measurement system so the deeper you get within astrology they have these real techniques that are very instrumental my progressed moon, I believe, just left Pisces for Aries. And I'm, I've got to go check it again because I keep thinking to myself, I think it coincided with having this show. Oh. Because Aries, as we might remember back to the beginning of the show for that archetype, is also cardinal, but is that spark that just wants to activate and go forward. So it must have been some extra emphasis that the timing was right. Yeah, because it is all about timing. It is this Cancerian yes. sense of development. Yeah, and at first we can analyze and question, and that's another thing we think. Oh, we shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. Why didn't happen? Well, when one really gets down and sees later how it did develop, it's like I have a the sister tells me hindsight vision is twenty twenty. I love that phrase. That it, there's great truth to it because then you and so the. The lesson is, is as one's going through life, to really accept the fact that this, whether it's the polarization of Saturn coming in and saying, oh, your time's up, your time's up. But we do, you know, we can work with those goals, but we still need to process. We still need to get to the root of something. If, if Stay one, connected to the emotions. Yes. Yeah. With integrity. Yeah. And I always, I always notice when my progressed moon shifts into a new sign mm. uh, and right now my progress moon is in leo so it's kind of about shining Ooh, yeah so here i am on a radio show yes <laughs> <laughs> of pure delight oh, we've talked many times and for the rest of you leo will be in our next uh, emphasis because the development of astrology goes from it, it's a story of that self that energy and you can relate it to anything in life, in a sense of the development, it, just like the moon has its phases and it has a pattern of beginning the seed of the newness and then the, uh, the full moon, which is at the, the middle point of its development. I'm jumping over here, but for quickness sake. And then it concludes and it starts a new one. But the same thing as the, the signs, so that by coming to the spark, to the vessel of the body in this instance, or any vessel of containment from that spark of energy, to communicating 
the external, where is the external, to the development of the family which we're in and the mother and the nurturing. I love the fact that you return that word of nurturing. To the Leo, just jumping ahead a little bit here, folks, since Amanda brought it up, of manifesting that whole life for the sake, as my teacher that I refer to, Maurice Fernandez, as legacy. So with that, let's go back to food. (laughs) We have a few minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Because you brought up a great point. We have a couple minutes. And yeah. I think. Um, what would you like to say about food? Well, we need it. You know, and that's another word. Cancer is needs. It's emotional need. It's not just something that we can sit on the shelf and go, oh, you know, maybe. But we need. We have a need structure. We have our needs, emotional needs. And it's something wise to recognize. So if we're not satisfying them in a healthy way, then we need, to use that word again, to root deep within and and food is survival yes that's true yeah so there's there's a a deep need to find that security um food security i mean that's a cancer is very much associated with security and it feels like uh if you don't have it the the fear can be so much like you're gonna die yeah well so it's very visceral i will bring up my mother because I wanted to. Today happens to be her 90th birthday, and because it is cancer, and it's my mother, you know, that really signifies the personal emphasis of it. And she's had to really watch food, as any cancerian, of course, she likes food, and I remember many great meals, and we did a lot of uh, training and cooking, I mean, between us as children, my sisters and I, we had to, we were had a week where one of us helped her cook the food, and and that was a great experience. But she, and I hope she doesn't mind me divulging this, but she did con- have diabetes later. It had an accident. and it, it, So all her life, oh, and we have a couple of minutes, so we'll finish up here. But the point is, as far as energy, and she's used food lovingly to discover how to uh, truly stabilize her best emotional self. I mean, by emotional, it wasn't like, oh, for my mo- but how she feels, you know, and it's really been a lesson to me and her energy level of um, using food for its highest purpose, you know, that is strong and of nutrients, but still involved with, with, with all the facets because she and my stepdad, who I refer to as dad, they cook together. You know, it's such a unifying thing. And I'm here for this talk show because energetically she lives near the outside of the grid, you might say, although they have everything. And so, therefore, I'm here with you, Amanda. Well, I am told that I need to thank Amanda greatly, 100%. That's Amanda Pierce of Amanda Moon Net. Next week, we have Wendy Ryrot of another Seattle astrologer who is going to talk a lot about the mythology. She has traveled extensively and really has many spiritual bases such as Amanda does. And you're listening to Talk Cosmos. Do go to our site. It will be upgraded tomorrow with all our changes. And we love you. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Sue Rose. This was a lot of fun.
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.